Hello everyone and welcome to episode 18 of In Bed with Shauna. In this episode, I have some good news and we're going to talk all about the penis, from circumcision to size to premature ejaculation. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone. I have some good news. I did finally get a job. So I'm starting next week and I'm going to try really hard for that not to interrupt what I'm doing here because I know I did that before with things I would try to do and then when I was working I just kind of fell off of it and I don't like to do that because these are the things that I actually want to do with my life. So and I'm only working four days a week, so it should be should be doable. Um, I've also started uh, doing the Sex and the Skeptic on my blog. If you want to read that. It's just a fun way for me to just practice writing and exploring ideas. And I also started another Instagram account called Shaming Eve. And that's exploring sexuality inside Christianity and uh basically religious shame that people feel and why is that and the way women are portrayed and our sexuality and yada 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 so I'll link that if you want to check that out as well and uh before we get started here just a couple things I wanted to talk about real quick first of all he who we don't speak of has re-emerged again but not to me uh, my friend Danielle, who I've talked about before, she messaged me and she's like, I'm stirring some shit up. And I'm like, what? And she sent me a screenshot of this other girl messaging he who we don't speak of and saying that she loved him. Please believe her. And Danielle went and commented underneath of it. Yeah, you and every other girl walking around with a vagina. And then he commented, totally disregarded what Danielle said and said something about this girl was his world or whatever. Meanwhile, he's been talking to Danielle. He was talking to me. Like, we're not surprised because, you know, hello. But, I mean, we've been dealing with him for 10 years. But this other girl, and then she puts, oh, that's interesting. It's like, bitch. I feel bad, like, how do you not know that he's a player? Like, I feel like his reputation should have gotten around by now, but I I don't know. I kind of feel bad for her, but at the same time, you can't be trusting these guys. You cannot. I mean, some of them are very good at convincing you of anything, of how they feel about you, about their loyalty to you. And it's all a bunch of bullshit. It's all just a game. It, yeah, so that, I just thought that was funny. So that's what's going on with that. Um, also, I wanted to talk about, I, I put a post up on Instagram. And I got a comment that was 
interesting to me and kind of really annoyed me. And what what's interesting is, well, first of all, my followers on Instagram, the demographic is 60% men and 40% women, which I kind of get. I mean, I guess guys are just perverts or whatever, but, you know, I started off wanting to educate women on how men are, but it kind of turned into me educating younger guys on how to deal with women. It's kind of weird. I don't know. It's kind of taking a shift, but I figure it'll work itself out and figure out exactly what's happening or what the hell I'm doing but but so anyways I posted this post hold let me find it please hold okay so I posted a post that says monogamy no I posted a post that says if you want monogamy understand you have to hack the system and then under it I wrote I wish people would understand that lifelong monogamy is not natural. There is nothing wrong with you if your feelings wane over time. Humans naturally pair bond for three to four years. If you want to stay with the same partner, you cannot expect desire to stick around without effort. Wanting monogamy is great, but know that you are working against human nature and be prepared for the fight. So basically, I was just saying that because I don't I don't think that just because monogamy is not natural that that's not what people should pursue if that's what makes them happy if if they like that security well perceived security whatever you know let them let them live in their little dream world it's fine because some people maybe they two people who actually do want monogamy do find each other and that's what happens my problem is that it's a default setting and people who have not explored other options or even put any thought into it whatsoever get into monogamous relationships and then people cheat and heartbreak ensues so I just want people to know that there are options and you should research and look at the options and and pick from there not just have a default setting and I'm just saying that naturally this is what happens you know we fall in love we experience lust infatuation whatever and we pair bond for three to four years, the time it takes to conceive, have a child, and raise them up to the point where they can walk for themselves. That's basically what we were designed to do. And then we move on. That's why the honeymoon phase dies off. At least that's what evolutionary psychology is saying. So anyway, this girl puts a comment and says, agree to disagree. And I'm just like, Wait, what are, are you disagreeing that monogamy isn't natural? Or are you disagreeing that relationships take work? Because both of those things are true facts. Like, you cannot argue science. This is what the science shows. So, so I don't know exactly what she was saying. And I didn't want to get into it or whatever. So I just liked her comment. But... I just feel like a lot of women in particular are very naive and in denial of reality. There's, there's nothing wrong with saying, 
This is what naturally happens, but you know what? We want to stay together for the rest of our lives. Therefore, we need to put some effort into it. We have to know that this is what's going to happen. Biologically, our, our hormones are going to change the way we feel. So we need to trick that. We need to keep desire there. You have to put work into it. It's not going to, like, what are you, whatever. So that just really irritated me. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this episode. We're going to be talking about penises. Shapes, sizes, functions, all of that good stuff. Okay, so let's start off by just talking a little bit about the whole size situation because that is the most crazy thing that there is. So I've said a million times that size doesn't necessarily matter. It does to a certain extent. It depends on the girl. Some girls like bigger dicks. Some girls like smaller ones. Some girls like medium ones. And a lot of girls honestly don't Girls tend to not be, most of them, tend not to not be as promiscuous as boys. So therefore, they haven't tried a lot of different sizes. So they don't really know. They, they may think, like say they were just with three guys that happened to be large. And so they think that that's what they want, but they haven't even tried somebody who's medium or small you know, it, you should just be Goldilocks, you know, and try different sizes and to see what, which one is just right. Because you just never know. Your, every girl's vulva, vagina, the whole thing is, is very um, unique, like a snowflake. And so different things feel good to different girls. So you just, you gotta, you gotta try them out to know. And, uh, but there's this thing. My concern is I don't care. Well, I do care that I care that there's a stigma around having a small penis and that men are made to feel less than if they don't have something large and men that men are just so obsessed with size. You know, there's phallic symbols everywhere you look. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting at the cemetery right now and because I like it here and it's quiet and I'm looking around and you know how many phallic symbol headstone things there are? I probably see 50 just from where I'm sitting. It's kind of insane. Like why would you even have it shaped like that? I never noticed that before, but yeah. So it's just a really big cultural thing and it's an idea that is not real. I am assuming that it kind of stems back to, you know, caveman times where we men would show their penis as a sign of virility and, you know, mask look at look at what I have kind of thing. And, you know, the bigger ones got more attention or something and were the longer like I'm assuming okay because they think that there's sperm competition so that when so that when a penis goes into a vagina it's basically sucking and scooping out 
the previous person's sperm so that it can deposit its own. And that's why a penis goes flaccid right after ejaculation is so that it doesn't suck its own sperm back out. So probably a longer penis and a thicker penis would be able to do that better than a small one. Because think about it, if there's some already some sperm at the back end of the vagina towards the cervix where it needs to go and a tiny penis comes in, it's not going to reach that to be able to pull it out. So I'm assuming that's where it came from. That's my, that's my theory. I don't know if that's, you know, accurate, scientifically accurate, but I'm assuming that it is from what I know. So, but in in this day and age when we're not trying to get pregnant, we need to change the way we think about it. So as you may or may not know, I am a big proponent of the small penis. And I believe that it can do wonderful things if it is taught how. So I just wanted to to say a couple of things that are good about the small penis. First of all, you can have sex like a hundred times and you're not going to get sore. Speaking from a girl's standpoint, a lot of times when you have sex with someone who's larger, there can be little tears that become painful towards the end. And then if you try again, it's, it's pretty painful. I mean, maybe you could like fix that with a bunch of lube. I don't know. But for me, I've found that I can't go more than once or twice with somebody who's larger and somebody who's smaller. You could go all night long. Also, blowjobs are much easier on a smaller penis. I will say that I would prefer a average size because small ones, you can't use your hand because there's not enough room to put your hand. Uh, so I mean, I guess you could kind of finagle it. I don't know, but to me, like a medium size is good because then you can, you can deep throat it without gagging yourself. You can use your hand. You can, your jaw doesn't get tired. Big dicks, your jaw gets tired. You have to take all these breaks, use your hand. You can't put it all the way back or otherwise you're gagging. You have to like really work on that. It's kind of just, it's way more work and kind of annoying for larger ones. So yeah, I think the the medium to small is preferable for the blowjob situation. So speaking of blowjobs, I want to go ahead and talk about that for a minute. Okay, so I have in my notes here the journey, the female journey underneath blowjobs and I'm not quite sure what I was talking about I'm pretty sure I was listening to sex with Emily and there was a girl that was calling in asking about blowjobs and I don't remember why I wrote that unless that just makes me think of the fact that when I was young probably 15 before I was with my like first when I was with my first serious boyfriend which was my first husband The thought of putting a penis in my mouth was totally disgusting. And I found it was, I thought it was degrading. People say, suck my dick, you know, as an insult. So I didn't, I just saw it as degrading. And it wasn't till, gosh, trying to think the first time I actually... I seriously don't think that I enjoyed 
giving a blowjob until he who we don't speak of. And I could not tell you why. Maybe it was my age because by that by that time I was 30 and kind of figuring myself out. And that's when I realized it wasn't, it's not degrading because really you're the one that has the power. I mean, you literally have them by the balls. Like they're very, men are very vulnerable in that position. And really men are very vulnerable when they're naked, which is also interesting to me. I think Margaret Atwood said, men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Women are afraid men will kill them. And I think that that's pretty accurate because men are so tied to their ego. So when you're learning how to even give a proper blowjob, I think, you know, you're probably starting out when you're a teenager and that's just a difficult time. You don't even know what is going on. You think you do, but you do not. And watching porn isn't helpful. You can't see like what exactly is going on or what the actress is doing with her tongue or suction or whatever. And what I will say is, as far as my tips, men do not, do not, are you listening? Do not put your hands on a woman's head and shove her head down. No one likes that unless it's some sort of BDSM thing. Girls do not like that. We know you want us to go down as far as we can and we are going down as far as we can. If you do not like that, tough shit. Do not push our heads down. It's a complete turn off and it just it really turns me off because it's like uh, like you have no self-control. Like you just want what you want and fuck what I want. And it just pisses me off. Number one, do not do that. Girls, your gag reflex is mental. I know this from being a medical assistant and swabbing people's throats. So I learned a lot about the gag reflex. You know, a lot of people, oh, I have a really bad gag reflex. I'm going to throw up. No one ever threw up. It's not, or I'm just really good at swabbing a throat. I don't know. But it is mental. You have to just um, ease into it and practice and get over it. It's not a real thing that you're actually going to choke. But I think that if you are younger, for you guys out there, you know, give girls some instruction. Don't ever put them down. Because like I said, there's kind of a thought that it's, um, that it's degrading and they shouldn't, they shouldn't feel that way, but a lot of times they do. So I would just give instruction. Hey, try this, try that. I like it when you do this or whatever, because we don't know, we don't have penises. We do not know how it feels. I would love to get blowjob tricks. I would love to get blowjob tips from uh, from a gay guy. So if any gay guys are happening to listen to this, um, hit me up and let me know some tips and tricks. You know, because I don't have the equipment. I don't know. I just do my best. Okay, enough about blowjobs. Let's move on. Because <laughs> I have to pee really bad and I'm trapped at the cemetery. And there's hella people here for some reason. Okay. Oh, swallowing. I did not talk about swallowing. 
Okay, here's the here's the true tea about swallowing. I'll tell you right now. Well, a lot of girls don't like to do it. I don't know why. I know that... I guess when you have it in your head, it's all just mental, man. When you have it in your head that that's gross, it's going to seem gross and you're going to want to gag and it's going to be disgusting. But if you look at it like it's hot and you want it it completely changes it and it's way easier to do I will say it depends on how a guy tastes you all taste different okay and some are very mild and some are not and if it's not mild I'm gonna you know obviously I'll try the first time but then after that I'm gonna be reluctant because no <laughs> because once you know what it can taste like you know when it doesn't taste good and then it's kind of hard to even say hey your cum tastes funny you don't want to say that because you know they're gonna get butt hurt and say well fuck you bitch you don't know how to suck a dick or something like that you know it's always going to come back at you because men are just very defensive so it could be so if maybe if you're with a girl and she's not swallowing, maybe ask her that. Because I think if a guy asked me, hey, does it taste okay to you? Like, do you think maybe I should try eating some pineapple to sweeten it up or something like that? I would I would tell him the truth. Um, also, the volume is another thing. If you are coming so much that I have to swallow three times to get it all, I'm not going to do that. I'll maybe swallow once and let the rest drip out because I'm not trying to, you know, have a milkshake, okay? It's it's too much. So I think that for me at least, if it tastes nice and there's not too much of it, then I'm fine with it. But, you know. Also, be safe doing that. You shouldn't be doing that with just random people because, you know, you can catch something. Okay, so let's talk about circumcised versus not circumcised. As far as what I think as a woman, as far as <clears throat> how things look and how they feel, um, it does not matter to me. Honestly... Yeah, I'm used to seeing circumcised, but really once I learned what circumcision was and what was actually happening, because growing up I just thought, oh, it's just something that they do to boys because, you know, they need to to make it better. No, <laughs> when I learned what actually the case was, then I started noticing the scar and if I let allow myself to think about that, it's a bit of a turnoff. So I try not to even let that cross my mind. But there is, I don't think, any difference in feel or anything like that. I think that maybe actually the, the ones that are not circumcised actually um, are a little bit easier to deal with because there is that extra skin so there's that extra movement and I think that it could be more pleasurable and more pleasurable for the guy as well I I also think that the shaming of people who are not circumcised needs to end right along with the shaming of small penises because 
it's not okay. I kind of feel bad for men, honestly, that all this stuff that is put upon them that is ridiculous. I mean, I guess the same can be said for women. It's just crazy, the cultural things that we have to deal with for absolutely no damn reason. But as far as circumcision in general, I think that it is male genital mutilation and there's absolutely no reason for it. A lot of girls need to understand that. You know, I have quite a few Hispanic friends and most Hispanic men are not circumcised. So they don't see anything wrong with it. To them, it's completely normal. So it's just, we've been conditioned to think that it's cleaner. Which, sure, it's cleaner if you don't wash it, but wash it. It's not, it's not that hard. Nothing a little soap and water is not going to fix. You, yeah, you have to pay a little bit more extra attention to get it clean, but so what? I mean, we should all be cleaning everything anyways. You know, that's like saying that it's cleaner to shave your head. Well, yeah, it's cleaner to shave your head instead of letting your hair smell, but you could just shampoo it. It's not that big of a deal. It's just crazy, crazy to me how people justify cutting a tiny baby penis. It's for absolutely no reason. Insurance doesn't even cover it because it's not considered medically necessary and it's not recommended by the Academy of Pediatrics. So why are we doing this to our children? I don't understand how in this day and age that's still even legal. That's insane to me. Insane. All right, premature ejaculation. I have had some experience with this situation. And I will say that I think that it's mostly mental and women need to be kind of compassionate about it. But also it's like I said, because of we're so trained to not upset the male ego that it's hard for us to make suggestions on how to fix the problem. So, and it's very frustrating for us because, yeah, it's frustrating for the men because, you know, it's kind of embarrassing and whatever, but at least you still got off. We, you know, we barely got warmed up and now you're done, you know? So, uh, if you do have this situation going on or you are with somebody who does, I would recommend that they practice edging. So masturbating to the point of orgasm, but stopping and practicing that that will help with stamina also um there is a spray that you can spray on and it will desensitize the penis but not transfer to your partner i'll put that in the link to link it in the show notes uh, i hear wonderful things about that i have not tried it myself but i have heard um from multiple sources that that is a pretty good product and also just know that a lot of it is nerves. So finding more ways to be comfortable and relaxed could probably help a lot. All right. And erectile dysfunction. I haven't had too much experience with this, maybe just a little bit. But, um, you know, I will say what I have learned anyways about the whole thing is that, first of all, for women you need to make sure that you're not taking it personally because it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Guys, we kind of think that the 
stiffness of their erection is a direct reflection of what they think of us and that's just not how it works so get that out of your head right now guys can get hard at anything it doesn't matter so also alcohol can have a big part in this uh, that can uh, really affect how how hard you are or able how able you are to get hard and also I want to just talk to the emphasis that's put on penis and vagina intercourse really I know this is hard for you to understand guys but really we don't necessarily need a penis I mean sure you do to you know do your thing um so you might want to work on that for yourself. But as far as us to please a woman, we don't necessarily need a penis. I mean, there's plenty of sexually satisfied lesbians out there. And really, statistically, lesbians are more sexually satisfied than straight women. Just FYI. So, you know, you have fingers, there's toys, there's your tongue. I mean, there's a lot of other ways to please a woman than with a penis. And I know that you're taught to think otherwise, but it is, it's not true. We really need to just deprogram ourselves into what we've been told and what actually matters. Okay, so I'm editing right now, and I just wanted to jump in here and mention something because I forgot to mention, as far as size, uh, condom use. So I know that smaller penises, especially really small ones, have a hard time with condoms and having... Uh, being able to keep them on sometimes you have to like hold them in place and that's just not cool and I know that going to the drugstore to buy condoms I never see small condom sizes available but I know they exist they're on Amazon and that just kind of goes to show the shame around having a smaller penis I'm assuming they're not selling them because people are embarrassed to buy them I mean, why else wouldn't you sell them? Because a lot of people have small penises. So I'm going to make sure to link that some um, on the show notes uh, at the shawnawilliams.com, also with the delay spray. And I would suggest if you, if you are smaller, that you have some of those on hand. And also if you are female and you're kind of um, on the promiscuous side or you just happen to sleep with you know the first time you sleep with somebody I guess if you had a dick pic in advance you'd know but a lot of times people with smaller penises don't send dick pics because they're not proud of it um so I would suggest having you know a couple small ones couple medium and a couple large just in case because even with large ones you don't want to be using a regular size condom and then the penis is extra large and then it breaks the condom that's no bueno so I would suggest that also I didn't mention the pros and cons for positions larger penises are easier for different positions a lot of time a smaller penis just doesn't have the length to accomplish certain positions so that is one little drawback there lastly I want to address a question I got about advertising your penis I can't remember his exact words but basically he was saying that he had a large penis and wanted to know how he advertises that because 
you should, right? Or something like that. And I'm like, "Mm, no one's listening to me ever. (sighs) So say you have a large penis and you want to advertise it. Okay. The only way I could think for you to do that without being a complete douchebag would be to, would be word of mouth, really. And is that really, then do you want girls? I don't know. I don't know. No, you don't need to advertise it because it's not important. It does not matter. Do you advertise your preference on Pepsi versus Coke? No, it doesn't matter. It it has nothing to do with anything. If you don't know how to use it, having a big, big dick gets you nowhere. Like, I have had awful sex with people with big dicks and awesome sex with people with small dicks. So it, it goes to say nothing about anything. What you guys got to understand is women do not think like you. Okay. This will lead us right back into my whole thing about the dick pics. Okay. When you send a dick pic to a woman, you think she would like to see that because you would like to see naked pictures sent to you but we do not. It has the opposite effect. When you send a dick pic to a woman that she did not ask for, it is a complete turnoff and she wants nothing more to do with you. It's, and so I was having this conversation with somebody the other day on Instagram. And I think that seriously, if I could go be a researcher right now, this would be my thesis that men who send unsolicited dick pics have a lower IQ than those who do not. Because in my experience, the guys that did not send me a dick pic, even when I asked for it, were usually better at having conversations, had a better sense of humor, were, had high paying jobs, you know, were just on average more intelligent people than those who just randomly send a dick pic. And as a matter of fact, the person I was having this conversation with was a guy on Instagram who had not sent me a dick pic, so I kept talking to him, and he can actually carry on a conversation. So I really think that, like, the smarter you are, the more you realize that either, either you have other resources because you know you have other things going for you, you have higher self-esteem, so you know that you don't need that to get a girl, Or you're smart enough to know that that's not what they want. But I think that guys that send the unsolicited dick pics have a low IQ. Or at least lower than those who don't. That is my theory. So please stop. Just stop. Unless you're one of the people that want me to, judge your dick pic, judge your penis, tell you what it, if it's small or not, or what's wrong with it, or whatever. Um you know, I'm fine with that. But you know, you need to just ask me first. Don't just run. If you just send me just a random dick pic and don't say anything to me, I'm just gonna ignore you. You know, after I show it to all my friends and we laugh at you. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But yeah, get it together, people get it together. I think just everybody needs so much more education. It blows my mind how little people know what's actually going on with sexuality. Okay, so I think that's it for our our penis episode. Not much else I can think to talk about. If you have any questions, please send them to me. 
or any you know topics around the penis that you would like for me to discuss um sh you know let me know because i'm sure i forgot to cover something please make sure to go and rate and review the podcast on itunes that's how podcasts are recognized in this world uh follow me on instagram at the shauna williams you can find the show notes with the link to the spray and all that good stuff at the and if you'd like to support the podcast or me in general, you can go to theshawnawilliams.com. You'll find a link to my Patreon there. Um, you can support me for one little dollar a month. And okay, until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.